welcome to the AOL podcast. Let's dive right into this week's message. I just want to welcome y'all, Empowerment 2023. I'm so, I'm excited to have y'all here, and I'm excited to be here, and mostly I'm excited that God is here. (laughs) The Holy Spirit has something for everyone in this place tonight, and I'm excited for what you're going to receive. So I just want to start out with prayer, and then I'll get into the message. Well, Father God, we just praise you. We praise you, Lord God. We're thankful for the name of Jesus. And we speak Jesus in this place tonight, Lord God. Jesus. I cover this place and the people with the blood of Jesus. We invite your Holy Spirit into this place, Lord to will and to do your good pleasure. We call forth signs and wonders and miracles. Mm. We call on your presence. Saturate this place, Father. Let your glory fall on this place, on this people. Oh, Father. We didn't come here tonight just to fellowship with singles or to mark another meeting off our calendar. Father, we came here to be with you. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you. Father, I pray that the words in my mouth would be like the pen of a ready writer and that anything that comes out of my mouth that's not of you, it would fall to deaf ears. Father, only your words go forth tonight in the power for which you sent it, in Jesus' name. May every person receive your word for their life. May every person get a new hope and a new vision. And you show them your direction, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen a lot. Dr. Charlie uh, laughs at me because he says, I never know when you finish praying because you say amen all the time. (laughs) So sorry, I tricked (laughs) y'all. Anyway, before you sit down, will you turn to two people and say, you are about to be empowered. (laughs) Well, I'm Pastor Michelle Gray, and I'm the adult singles pastor here at Arena of Life. And I just want to say that our intention was not to invite you to a church per se, but rather an invitation to have an encounter with the living God. We believe that God orchestrated this night, this conference, just to draw a certain people, a certain amount of people to this place that um, he wanted to encourage and he wanted to strengthen for this hour. And so we want to welcome you here. We're glad you're here. We know there are many places you can be on a Friday night. We hear that a lot on Sunday mornings. But on Friday night, there's definitely a lot of places single people can be. And so you're the chosen ones. Y'all are all going to heaven, as Pastor Travis says, because you're in church. So anyway, um, I just wanted to tell y'all kind of how this, um, this conference came about. I'd been praying about it and seeking God on it. And seeking his heart for the singles and this area and what he had for this year. And um, a picture kept coming up. It was this picture that you see here, the one on the photo booth back there and the one on all the material that we sent out. 
And that picture was before me, and it kept coming up, and I was asking God, what, what does this mean? Like, what, what are you showing me? Because, you know, God speaks to us through every situation in our life, everything that comes into our path. He speaks to us, and we have to take the time to stop and ask him what it's about. And so I was asking him what it was about, and um, I was reminded of a picture that was given to me. Um, I saw it in my living room, and this is it right here. It's sitting on a shelf in my living room, <clears throat> and immediately I was reminded of the Matt Redman song that we sang just earlier, uh, 10,000 Reasons, because it says the sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, and it's time to sing your song again. And so can I just declare over your life tonight that it's a new day dawning? It's time to sing your song again, because he's got a song for you to sing, Okay. And God prepared a time in 2023 for us to receive empowerment from him for this new day that we're entering into. He drew us here for such a time as this. And I know that this picture is not a fancy picture. It's not a big, bright, beautiful sunrise. But this sunrise was monumental in my life. Almost 16 years ago, I was given this picture as a gift. And this was the picture that was taken of the sunrise on the morning after my husband passed away. And the lady who framed it, the lady who signed it, she reminded me that the world had not actually ended, although I felt like it had. She also reminded me that even though it wasn't my desire for a new day, that it was a new day, that God had a new day for me. And so <clears throat> maybe that's where you are. I don't know if you're feeling that way or not. Uh, when I said that I declare a new day over you, <clears throat> maybe you said, I don't want a new day. I want to go back to the old day. The old day was better. I don't want a new day. Or maybe you're one that said, yes, yes, I need the new day, and I need it now. Bring it on. So listen, God knows where you're at. He knows where you're at. He knows what is in your heart. And if you can trust him, he's going to lead you into that new day. So I was thinking of Psalms 139. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. I love reading that when I'm feeling unworthy, when I'm feeling defeated or have any questions bombarding my mind. I love to read one Psalms 139. But God wrote a book about all of our days, and each one of us, his plan for us individually, nothing, that happened, nothing that's happened in our lives has ever been a surprise to him. We may not have followed a path that we should have followed, but it's never been a surprise to him. The things that's happened in our life that's been a surprise to us, it wasn't a surprise to him. Every situation, every trial, every joy, every frustration, every disappointment, he had already gone before us. He had already made provision for what we would need in that season. So I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. And as Pastor Travis says, if you're not taking notes, write it down. I want to reassure each of you that the plan of God, all the potential he wrote about you on that day when you were being knit together in your mother's womb, all that potential, uh, his plan, it doesn't end because of a season of your life ended or because you haven't entered into the season that you've been believing for. And I'm going to say that one more time so you'll have time to write it down. The plan of God doesn't end because a season of your life ended or because you've never entered into the season you've been believing for. 
So he has the answer on how to move forward, on how to get what you desire. Another one of my favorite passages is in Psalms 107, verses 27 through 30. There were some guys, and they were out on the sea, and they were, they were out there working. And um, the storm came up, and the waves came up, and they were beaten on, just constantly beaten against the boat. And the scripture says, actually says this, that they were at their wit's end. And when they got to their wit's end, they cried out to Jesus. And it says that Jesus calmed the storm, and then he guided them to their desired haven. Isn't that so cool? I want to ask you, what is your desired haven? Have you even thought about it? Have you given up on having a desire? What's your desired haven? What have you been crying out to God for? Well, be encouraged. If you have a desire on your heart and it lines up with the Word of God, and that's the key, if it lines up with the Word of God, that desire was put there for you to believe God for. He wants to partner with you. He wants, to, he wants us to partner with him because his desire is to do this life with us, not apart from us, not us running ahead, but he wants to do it with us. And so he wants to help us accomplish all the desires that we have in our heart. And I want to declare Psalms 20, verse 4 over y'all, and it's out of the New King James Version. But it says, may he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. And that's what our, day, our new day is all about. It's that purpose. You know, when God wrote it in that book, when we were in our mother's womb, that purpose. He has a purpose for us. And so I'm going to go back to the story now. Um, you know, on that day, that next day, when um, the new sun, about the new sunrise, the old picture, this one. <laughs> Y'all are so good back there. Um, so on that day in the new sunrise, I had a lot of fear. I had thoughts of defeat. I worried about my children. I was concerned about finances. I even questioned, what about me? What about me? Who am I now? Many times we lose our identity when we lose someone because we, we get so used to having that person around us that, and it, it doesn't matter if it's a death or it's a divorce or just a regular relationship. When you lose someone, it changes. You, you feel lost. And you have kind of a hopelessness that sets in. However, we can regain our identity. And that's the good news. <laughs> the right identity. So in Christ, if we can find our identity in him, we're stable and we're fixed. We don't lose our identity due to circumstances. And we don't lose our identity due to who comes in and out of our life. And so we have to get stable and fixed in him. Because he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is, and someone needs to hear this, he is a husband to the widow. He's a father to the fatherless. And he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Isn't that comforting? So many of you have experienced some of the same things as you've gone through similar times in your life, maybe divorce or death or broken relationships. Even if you've never been married, the fears, the doubts, the unbelief, it tries to set in. The concern, the concern about your future, the questions, the questions that the enemy wants to bombard you with and wants to tell you, you're too old. This ain't going to happen for you. Guess what? God still has a plan for you. 
You know, I thought of Jacob. I was thinking of stories in the Bible, and I thought of Jacob. And he was pre- preparing to meet his brother Esau. Y'all may, y'all may remember this story or not. It's in Genesis. And it's where Jacob had stolen his brother's birthright. And Jacob did a lot of things that were kind of shady. He was just that way. But the, but the last time that Jacob saw Esau, he w- Esau was ready to kill Jacob. And so now Jacob is going to go back to meet Esau face to face because God has told him, God gave him a word, said, you go back to the home of your relatives, to the land of your relatives. Well, he didn't really want to go, but he was obedient to the Lord. But he didn't want to go because he knew there were severe consequences. He knew that his brother might kill him. But does that sound familiar? Sometimes God tells us to do something. We don't want to do it because we think, oh, that's, I'm going to have to do this if I do that. Or, you know, there, you know, it may be a relationship situation, and, and you think, you know, just all the worst things in the world could happen. But God's spoken to you, and he wants you to step forward into it. So you have to be obedient because you have to trust that he's going to work all things out for your good, right? But have you had fear? Have you had fear from moving back into that next season? Have you had fear? Have you had doubt? And has unbelief plagued you? Like you're, so, you're just plagued. You can't move forward because you're stuck. I was thinking of Jacob's fears and his doubts and his unbelief and all the lies that were being told to him and uh, the insecurities that he had. But it's no different than what we experience. It was a different situation, yes. But it's no different than what we experience because the enemy doesn't have new tactics. He wants to attack us in our mind, and that's what he does. He tries to defeat us there. But I love what Jacob did in the midst of that season. He sought God. The story goes on to say that he sent his family out ahead of him, but he stayed back to be alone with God. He sought God. He, um, he wouldn't let go, and he wouldn't give up until God blessed him. And it was a fight. He had to fight for that. You know, faith is a fight. It's the good fight of faith. We have to fight. We can't just lay down and stop. So how many of us have sought God? And we're seeking God, and then we give up before we get the answer because we lose hope. We lose faith. We're like, it's taking too long. It must not be God's will. And then we start making excuses, saying, well, you know, couldn't be this because of this. Or maybe. That was God. And so (laughs) he's telling you, you got to believe him. So, but anyway, when we face difficult situations, A lot of times, people's first response, and this is true of a lot of people, it's even true of Christians, okay? The first response is to run to someone or something that makes you feel comfortable. A lot of times, it's alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be an unhealthy relationship. A lot of us seek food. (laughs) We go straight to food. We just eat it all up because that makes us feel comfortable. Uh, It could be shopping, it could be gambling, it could be anything that we decide would alleviate the pain or keep us from facing the situation head on. But we all know these things do not make anything better, right? We know we've tried it, it doesn't work, we're still in the same boat. So Jacob sought God. He sought God. Let's pick up in this passage at the end of the struggle. In Genesis 32, verses 26 through 31, As he's wrestling with God, holding on for his blessing. In verse 26, then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. 
And Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. Verse 30, so Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. So did you hear that part? The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel. And the meaning of Peniel is, the whole meaning of it was face to face with God. He got before God's face. Hmm. The sun will rise on us as we get before his face too. And that is when we are empowered. That's how you get empowered. Get before God. Get before his face. You'll see in Psalms 143.8 in the Passion Translation, that's the scripture that I have on just about everything. It was kind of a, it was the motivating scripture for the whole conference. Um, It says, let the dawning day bring me revelation of your tender, unfailing love. Give me light for my path and teach me for I trust in you. The dawning day brought revelation of God's tender, unfailing love for Jacob. And God gave him a new name, and God blessed him. He stepped into what God told him. He trusted God. That's the key, trust. He trusted God. And because he trusted God, God was bringing light to his path. And God will bring light to your path as you trust him. But did you notice one more thing? Jacob left limping. We can't forget that part because it's so, I mean, it was put in there for a reason. He left limping. The sun rose above him. It was a new day, but he still had a limp. At this stage in our lives, most of us have limps. (laughs) We've all, and I don't just mean literal, JC. I know you're laughing. So we've all gone through some trials and some disappointments and some setbacks. We've all gone through some breakups, some divorces, some deaths. We've all been through the throes of uh, sickness or disease or bad health, a bad report from the doctor. We've, some have lost jobs that we've loved. Some have had to leave homes that we've loved. And some have been rejected by people we desired to have relationship with. I shouldn't say some. All of us have been rejected by people that we desired to have relationship with. Uh, the enemy doesn't leave any of us out. We all get to experience that. Um, But we've suffered betrayals that we never expected, and mostly just things that we don't understand. We look at our lives and we wonder, how did we get here? And I have said this probably a million times in my life. I'm sure y'all have too. Or maybe you just show me your hands if you've done this. If you've said this to God, this isn't the place I thought I would be at this point in my life. Yeah. I mean, there's hands everywhere because all of us have thought that. We've all had a time that we thought, what in the world just happened in my life? So, can I tell you that the place you're at is no surprise to God? Isn't that cool? No matter what we do, no matter how we mess up, no matter what victories we have, nothing in our life is a surprise to him. He knew where we would be, and he's not disappointed. 
and he's not surprised. He desires to show you his unfailing love and bring light to your path and empower you for the season in your life, this new season that he's stepping you into. Let me just encourage you that no matter your age or what you've experienced or who's rejected you or what you've done that you think disqualifies you, God is not done with you. He still has a plan. Will you trust him? I can tell you that the loss of my husband was certainly not the first setback that I had in my life. And it wasn't the last for sure. But the day after, when God said to me that he had a new day for me, I laid hold of that promise. That's when I got serious about him. I was always a Christian, but was I serious? That's when I got serious. When he said, it's a new day. This may have ended, but I've got something more for you. Your life's not over. You've got things to do. I love that. I laid hold of that promise, and he's shown me his tender, unfailing love. And he's taught me, and he's brought me light. And in every path and everything that I've done, he's brought light to it in the times that I've trusted him. I'll say that. Let me put that precursor in there. In the times that I've trusted him. There have been times I stepped ahead without him. There have been times I didn't trust him. I didn't believe that he would do the things he was going to do. But in the times that I trusted him, he came through. And I love that. And I truly believe his heart and his purpose for this conference is to show you the new day that he has ordained for you. I believe he's saying it's the hour. It's the time. You know, um, Pastor Marianne, she shared some words with our singles a little while back. And one of the scriptures that she shared just, man, it penetrated my heart. I'd been meditating on different scriptures about this conference, but when she shared this, I was like, oh, that that fits right in, and I've got to share it too. <laughs> it was so good. So it's Psalms, verse, Psalms 5, verses 3 through 8, and it's in the Passion Translation. It says that each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice, and I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning, I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar, and I wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Each day is a new day with new opportunities for us. The fire used in this context is not a literal fire, but it's the fire of God that burns in the spirit of a believer. His fire, it's an all-consuming fire. It fights and destroys our enemies, and it ignites and harnesses our hidden potential. That potential we were talking about, Psalms 139, that God wrote about us. It helps us. His fire, when it comes on our heart, Man, it works together with us, and that's the Holy Spirit. Y'all know that. Comes on our heart, works together with us, helps us to meet that potential. And when we seek him in our desperate hour, sometimes we got to get desperate before we seek him. But he waits for us. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> he just waits. He doesn't overstep. He just waits for us. That's just so humbling. But it changes us. It changes our heart. It changes our mind. It changes our situations. And one of the attributes of God in Scripture is that he is the God that answers prayer by fire. So when God answers by fire, that's a rapid response. That's a quick intervention with positive consequences and results. Isn't that good news? (laughs) I love that. So each morning as we lay out the pieces of our lives, 
And we should go before him each morning. Shouldn't start a day without him. You just can't make it. You got to have him. You got to let his fire fall and the new day bring you revelation of his tender, unfailing love. Let him bring light to your path and teach you as you trust in him. And one last scripture I want to share in this part is that because it will empower you for sure and help you move forward. But I just want you to think about this scripture. Don't take it lightly because it's probably a familiar scripture to a lot of you. Just don't take it lightly. Take it as the word of the Lord for you in this hour in your life. Because sometimes I think we read through scripture and we just like go right through and we don't pay attention. We, we hear it, but it doesn't like get in us. And I know that this word right here was for tonight. And so I want you to take heed to this. It's Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. And I just did it in the New King James Version. <clears throat> it says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isn't that so good? Many of us just cringe at that and, like, don't remember the former things. Definitely remember your memories. Keep those memories at heart. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, don't look back. It's just time to move forward, right? Speaking of rivers in the desert, isn't it interesting that the picture God originally showed me for the conference had a cactus in it? I just I kept looking at that, and I thought, why is a cactus in there? I get the sunrise. I get the sunrise. But what about the cactus? Why is that in there? Are you telling me something, Lord? And so I kind of looked up cactus and was kind of doing a little research because I didn't know anything about a cactus, honestly. But they survive and thrive in parched places. They carry inside of them a vast system of water and nutrients, and they have healing components in them. And so many times we see them standing alone in a field, sometimes with the most beautiful blooms. You've seen those cactus that have the big, bright pink ones? They're so pretty. And they're out there all alone, and they're blooming. Isn't that cool? So how many of you know that God speaks to us in everything? And so as I was looking at that, I was just trying to figure this out. What are you saying? And I think he wanted to remind us through this picture that we may feel like, and that's the key word, feel like, we may feel like we are standing alone in a dry, parched land. A lot of you have told me that, <laughs> that you're just lonely and you're tired of standing alone. And God says you may feel like that. Just as the cactus has everything inside of it that's needed to thrive, guess what? We carry that inside of us. Everything we need to survive, everything we need to thrive and bloom, everything. It's the Holy Spirit. If we've asked Jesus into our heart, the Holy Spirit lives in there, and he empowers us. He empowers us to thrive in that parched land. Isn't that awesome? So, who's ready to quit looking back at the former things? Anybody? Y'all ready to take a step forward? Um, look at the new thing that God has for us? Well, now it shall spring forth. Just saying. Tonight's your night. It's a new day. It's a new day. And I just want to declare that God's, done, God's not done with you. 
not any one of you. He's not done with you. He still has a plan for your life. Remember the proclamation earlier about the plan of God doesn't end because a season of your life ended or because you've never entered into the season that you were believing for? Remember that. It's not over. And then one more thing that I just want to share. God spoke to me this uh, as I was praying over this conference and kind of hesitated on this. Like tonight, I started feeling like, you know, so many people called and couldn't make it because of the weather, flooded in, different things. And even worship leader couldn't make it, and Pastor Ty and Brandy couldn't make it. And I was like, oh, I just, I don't know. I'm starting to feel insecure about this, you know. And so I prayed about this, and, and God told me as I was standing there during praise and worship, he said, this was my word for tonight. You have to share it. So I want to share a couple of things that God spoke to me, and I'm going to read some of it because I wrote it down as he told me. But this is for people in this room. So um, I'm going to find it here. Where am I at? Okay. I believe that he showed me that there would be someone in this conference, most likely more than one. You've been through a divorce that you did not want. Covenant meant something to you. You're a covenant person, and you were standing on that covenant. You've prayed, and you've prayed to God for that spouse to come back to you. You've prayed for months and possibly years. But that spouse has moved on into another relationship. First of all, God wants you to know something. He wants you to know that he has heard your prayers, and he has acted on them. They didn't fall to the ground. He sent angelic hosts to minister to your spouse. And he has prompted and prodded your spouse's heart according to your, according to, where was that? Sorry, according to your prayers, sorry. I quit looking and got off. So he has prompted and prodded your spouse's heart according to your prayers. Unfortunately, your spouse has not been open or receptive. But God gives each one a free will. He will not treat us like a puppet on a string. He is a God of love, and he will love us whether we flow with him or we move in our own selfish desires. And tonight, God wants to set you free. He wants to heal you, and he wants to release you. That's his word. He says it's time for your new day. Stop looking back. Move forward with me. Just like Jacob You may walk away with a limp, but God's going to bless you with more than you ever dreamed or imagined. And if that's you, I just want you to make your way up front. Be bold and come up front because I want to pray with you. And I do have another word, but I just want everybody to come up front that um, why don't we just stand so that um, people feel more comfortable. If that was you and, you and you had those thoughts, I have another scripture for you. And as you make your way up here, I'm going to read you this scripture. It's in Malachi 4, verse 2, in the Living Bible. Y'all can come on. Come on. It says, for you who fear my name, the one who has prayed, the one who has stood on my covenant, the son of righteousness, will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out to the pasture. 
He wants to heal you. He's opening the gate for you so that you can walk out in joy and he can do new things. Okay? Now, y'all just hang with me. I want you to stay right here with me. I'm going to do one. I'm going to call one more that God gave to me. Okay? Don't back off. Keep your face up. Okay. There's another situation that God put on my heart. And I believe this is a couple of different people with similar situations. So listen real carefully, okay? You were in a relationship, maybe a marriage, but a close relationship. And you lost that person. Possibly the person passed away, or maybe it was a divorce. But in the process, you found out that person wasn't who you thought they were. Something that shocked you. Something you never questioned or dreamed of. They were living a whole other life that you knew nothing about. And God gave me four things that they were doing, that could have been doing. Four things in particular. Whether it was pornography, gambling, adulterous relationship, or incest. Those four things. And you asked God, you said, how did I not know? Why didn't you tell me, God? And you've lost your trust. You've lost your trust in God, and you've lost your trust in man due to this situation. And you've said out of your mouth, spoke these words, I thought I knew them. This just proves you can never really know a person, so why try? And you've pushed people away due to fear. And this is what God wants to say to you. Listen real carefully. I'm going to read it exactly as as it came to me. God says, trust me. I see the thoughts and intents of the heart of man, but I do not control them. Don't put your trust in man. You put your trust in me. I will help you. I will heal you. I will restore you. You can love again, and I will carry you through anything this life has to throw at you. Again, you've walked away injured with a limp, just like Jacob. And God wants to bless you. He wants to restore you to wholeness. So if this is you, I want you to feel free to come forward because I want to pray with you too. And I love you guys. So if this is a situation that you've experienced, please come on forward. And I'm, I have, a, have a, another scripture for you that I believe God wanted me to share with you as well. And this is in Jeremiah. The first part of it talks about someone who puts their trust in man and turns their heart away from the Lord and how they will be cursed and live in a parched place. But starting in verses 7 and 8 of Jeremiah 17, God says this, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear, no more fear, when heat comes. Its leaves are always green and flourishing. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. It's no longer stagnant. It never fails to bear fruit. Isn't that good? You've been stagnant living in fear, 
and not moving forward. And God wants to plant you. He wants to reestablish you. God wants you to put your confidence in him and allow him to heal the wounds in your soul and show you how to move forward. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We pray that you heard from God and that this message was for you. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people with this message. Arena of Life takes pride in connecting to God, to church, and to people. And we want to connect with you. So don't forget to check us out on all social media platforms, to check out our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and to download the Church Center app and to choose Arena of Life as your church. And a special thanks to those who make a difference by giving generously. You help us change lives and produce weekly content like this that reaches the world. If you're interested in partnering with us, you can give by clicking the link in our bio through the website arenaoflifechurch.org or through the Church Center app. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.